All right, welcome to episode five of the Katie and Ryan Show. Katie, are you excited for episode five? Episode five, look alive. <laughs> look alive, you have to. Um, Sometimes it's a podcast. And so, <laughs> you don't really have so to today we have, um, we are graced by the presence of Rudy Ramirez. Rudy Ramirez. Presence. Rudy like, on duty. It sounds ominous. You know, it, like is. it is a big deal. It is a big deal. You're Rudy on duty. Rudy on <laughs> duty. I've seen on Instagram. Yeah, Rudy's on duty on our podcast today. Uh, he manages the Moreno Valley office for Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, California Realty. Um, Easy for you to say. <laughs> <laughs> Just slow it down and I can say it. Um, so, again, I'm Ryan Lara. You can catch me on Twitter, Instagram, uh, at Ryan Realty Pro. Katie, what's your handle? Um, mine for Instagram is kt.realtor. For Twitter, it's bhhskt.realtor. Cool. That's it. <laughs> Rudy, what's your... Uh, I'm, yeah, Rudy on duty. Just plug that in somewhere. You'll find it. Instagram, <laughs> like YouTube, whatever. Oh, Look YouTube. Yeah, yeah, he's got some pretty good... Look it uh, up. YouTube. Rudy on duty. <laughs> um, so today we have quite a few topics we're going to go into. But first off, I'd like to have a moment of silence for my cell phone that has finally succumbed to its injuries. And it's like just yeah, flashing and sad and... It's not not no longer operational. So oh, no. I'm a real estate agent with a phone that cell phone that's not working, and well, I'm kind of panicking a little. Working. It didn't go over a waterfall. It didn't, but it was involved in a car accident. So that's what, is that what is causing that? Yeah, it was it just was now all of a sudden. So it's finally it, it was doing this. It was doing this little like it was flashing like little by little every now this and then. This car accident is literally ruining your life. And now it's just flashing all the time. And you're not freaking out right now about that? Yes. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Well, I have first world problems, and <laughs> but I also have my smartwatch, which is Bluetooth, still oh, my wow. phone, so I can kind of still operate as Wait, a... What a way to solve a first world I'm trying. problem with a first I'm world trying. solution. Yeah. <laughs> I like that, first world solutions. Um, anyway, so we're going to go into our initial topic right now. Um, basically, we want to just kind of have a little round table here about uh, being a positive influence in our environment. And uh, one, of the, one of the ideas behind that topic is we're so often just kind of like pushed by like the stressors of life, um, you know, whether it's a, you know, it, it doesn't have to necessarily be real estate related. It could be, heck, you turn on the news today and it's like doom and gloom, we're going to get bombed tomorrow kind of thing, right? It's right. Just, just kind of fear mongering 24-7 all around us. So um, it's hard to just kind of, you know, come into the office um, and just have this just happy mentality and um, you know, bring everyone into a good place. So, you know, how do you, Rudy Ramirez, on your, you know, just <laughs> day, kind of day by day basis, just come in and uh, bring positivity to your to your office space? Yeah. Well, you know what? I um, hey, let's face it. I could be just as guilty as the next guy. Mm -hmm. I could wake up and be crabby about something, or be consumed about something that's not even really a business thing. Mm -hmm. It could be, a, like you said, a personal or family thing. But I believe that if I can start out, typically how I start out is I will have like some kind of devotion. I will let's try to listen to some kind of podcast, mm -hmm. something that just right away gets my mind away from the concern that's probably very minor but mm -hmm. seems big. Then uh, that'll help me just move in the right direction mm -hmm. so that when I get to the office or to my first appointment, I won't be consumed about <laughs> this little thing. I'll be able right. to represent, yeah. you know. With a good at, good attitude and totally happy and upbeat and stuff, so 
I can usually transition pretty good, mm -hmm. even if I wake up not in a good mood, yeah. you know, which my wife accuses me of. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh she can, hope she's not going to listen. No, she's, a, she's actually a, a lot more positive okay. uh, consistently, so I'm thankful that I kind of have her as a kind of a, uh, kind of a model That's know, good. to snap me back. That's good. I think we all kind of lean on each other in a way in, in that regard, whether it be at home in the family or you know, in the office, just to bring... Uh, looking for positivity from others. I think it's so, so important. Yeah. Um, right. I'm a big, and I've said it before, I'm a big, I play on my environment. If it's, if the office is quiet, not a lot of activity, I kind of want to start like dozing off a little bit. Mm. And if, and if there's, um, and if there's a lot of yeah. stuff going on, I'm, I'm more positive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it makes sense, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Totally. What about you, Katie? Um, I'm probably the same way. I usually, I'm pretty social, but sometimes if there's too much like energy in the room, I just like, I, you know, maybe I get too much, too energized. And then I'm like, I need to tone it down. Like, <laughs> because I feed on people's energy, like, like a dementor and like, Whoa. yeah. Wow. Like, That's, are you talking Harry Potter? Or yeah. Right now. You little nerd. Um, <laughs> and if people are super upbeat and bubbly, like I'll mirror that. And sometimes that can be on, at my own demise because I'm like, oh my God, I'm exhausted mm -hmm. after the mm -hmm. conversation. But I'm right there with you as being a product of your environment. And uh, that's why it's so hard being in an environment where people are complaining a lot. Yeah. You know? Like, it's not fun to be around. And it's no, just, no. yeah. And you sometimes you have to be the positive light. Totally. And it's easy for your mind to drift in that way. Yeah. It's just kind of, you start getting, it, your mind can easily snowball in that direction. Just... It could be, like you said, would be the most minute negative detail, it, which, which in the grand scheme of things probably isn't even that important. Right. But you just, it's so easy to just kind of like get stuck on it. Yeah. If, uh, you know, you wake up, you know, half an hour late for whatever reason, maybe like my mind, like for example, me, I have a tendency of just being like, well, throw the day away. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I can relate to that because I like to be on time mm -hmm. and if I'm a little bit late that even that little tiny thing, like you said, can kind of set you back. Totally. Mentally, right? In totally. the direction. It's a it's a lot about just trying to power through and making sure you're you're not you're not the negative Nancy in your environment. Yeah, we don't like negative Nancy <laughs> at all. Um, what do you guys do when it's doom and gloom in Katyville? The clouds mm -hmm. are there. There's no there's no sunshine <laughs> and rainbows. Um, all the fires are going up. Um, whether it be in your escrow and something in your office, whatever it may be. How when when the basically when the heat's turned up hot. What do you do then and there to try to stay positive? Yeah. Well, you know what? I, I mean, I'm not going to, you know, I can admit that when there's a fire, that my first reaction might be a little like, oh, man, this is too hot. Mm -hmm. and, and maybe you want to run away from, from it a little bit. Totally. But, I mean, I've discovered over time that, you know, the biggest uh, fear that's there, if, you know, you might take you a minute to regroup, take a deep breath. But if you just face it head on, you could really put these fires out like yeah. really quick. Quickly. Yeah. Yeah. So and, it's not uh, a whole day. And uh, totally. and some people are guilty sometimes. Though, like you know, there might be something that I need to deal with today, and I say you know it, and I put it off. And next thing I know, I'm dealing with it tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And and all I did was create 24 hours of anxiety. <laughs> yeah. It could have been eliminated. Correct. Yeah. If I just said, nope, I'm not afraid. This isn't about me. Mm -hmm. This is business. Mm -hmm. So let, let's just deal with it. Totally. And, uh, in a good manner. And, it's, it's, it can be, it sounds easy because it's scary, but you can eliminate a lot of anxiety just by dealing mm -hmm. with it right away. Yeah, absolutely. One thing, um, if I have multiple fires kind of going on at once, 
and I'm like, if I literally just cannot get past, like, what am I going to do, blah, 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 I'll, tell, I'll sit myself down and I'll be like, okay, what can you do right now that will help the situation? Yep. And then I'll focus on that. And as soon as you get that task done, or maybe it's a hard phone call, you feel like so much better and so less anxious. And yeah. like Rudy said, just deal with it head on. And it's don't put yourself through, you no. know, hours yeah. of anxiety yeah. just because you're too scared to make a phone call or Un- you know? unnecessary. Right. Yeah, completely unnecessary. Totally. Rip the bandaid off. Yeah, just to, not <laughs> right? my right not now. my bandaids. <laughs> no. Um, for myself, I find it to be, especially when my emotions get involved as well. Mm. Uh, and not necessarily like, oh, I had this te- list of, you know, 20 things I need to do. But when I notice like, um, maybe I get the response I didn't want or something didn't go my way and, and you know, I can't help it. My emotions get involved and you kind of get that, you know, that, that feeling in your, in your pit of your chest and maybe your, your palms are getting a little sweaty or you're getting a little, you know, anxious and in a good or bad way, whatever it may be. Yeah. Um, I personally find it good to just kind of take a step back for like five minutes, um, not be on my phone because your yeah. phone's just your phone's not going to help. Just kind of take a little walk out, a walk yeah. outside, and just kind of look at the trees in the oh, sky. Yeah. 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 Exactly. <laughs> I get it, man. It's, uh, I, I can remember several times where I'm at home dealing with an issue, mm-hmm. whether business or personal. I just go outside and uh, I, I just look at just. Like you said, mm-hmm. the, either the green, green grass or some plant or some <laughs> yeah. flower, yeah. and you just like regroup, you know, and go, like, how can there be a problem with yeah. all this mm-hmm. awesomeness? Totally. Right? So, boom, let's get back yeah. in there. Sometimes you forget that you're just a tiny speck <laughs> floating on a rock <laughs> amongst matter, and then you realize that maybe the color of your wedding napkins should be something <laughs> that stressful, you know? Yeah. And, and I'm not coming from the the perspective of avoid your problems and put it it away. But I honestly think, you know, so many things could just really be uh, addressed in a totally different perspective by just taking a step back, taking a walk outside, uh, taking some deep breaths and just closing your eyes and and meditating in your own little way. And heck, you might find, I've found it to be like, you could find a different solution to your problem just by, you know, stepping away from your laptop screen for for five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one crazy tactic that I've actually really enjoyed using is called fear mapping. Uh, Tim Ferriss has done it in the past. <clears throat> and so basically, like, you have this situation, right? And you're like, what if this doesn't go right? What if that? So you literally list out every, oper- or every like, excuse me, you literally list out every way it could end or whatever situation can happen from, like, best case scenario to worst case scenario. And then you're like, okay, well, what would I do if that happened? And you're literally mapping out. There's yeah. you've eliminated fear because you know what you're exactly going to do, and that's mm. if you get really anxious, I highly recommend it. <laughs> fear map to my entire life. Good. <laughs> like, fear oh, map. Yeah, map out. Maybe the fears. term could use it differently. <laughs> I like it. No, I like that. I like that idea. I, I think that that ties into just kind of setting expectations, even for yourself. Yeah. That if you can, uh, you know, realize what the worst case scenario is, and no, ninety nine times out of hundred, the worst case scenario probably isn't going to happen. But your mind just tends to naturally drift that way. I think you'll be in a in a better spot to kind of rationalize and compartmentalize whatever problems you're dealing with. Yeah, absolutely. I know. I know my mind. Like if, like for example, let's say my my fiance is going to the doctor for whatever reason, and it could be like, oh, she has like a little uptick on a fever or whatever maybe. 
like my mind immediately goes to like, oh, she's you know she has she's gonna get this crazy diagnosis and oh, some no, terrible thing. Oh no, that's not good for you. It isn't, but my that's just how kind of my mind works. I just what's the worst case scenario, and my mind just likes to go that way. But um, nine nine times out of a hundred, it's never that. It's just you kind of freaking yourself out and playing games in your own head. And Isn't that it. funny that we do that to ourselves? Like, humans are interesting. Humans are literally <laughs> cucumbers yeah. with emotions. 77% water, rest one, emotions. One of, the, one of the things that I often think about when you have a, a, a situation is whether it's the exact situation or a similar one, you know, if you can take that deep breath, you can go, you know what, I've, I've been here before already. This mm-hmm. isn't like my first time being here. And I've seen the other side of this. So mm-hmm. because of the experience, come on, Rudy, let's not freak out here. Totally. Right? Let's just proceed. And, and that feeds in directly into perspective. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's so easy to get tunnel vision and get caught up on what your what the immediate problem is. And it's so hard to just kind of go, wait a minute, I dealt with this like a month ago or two months ago or a similar yeah. situation and I can totally handle it. I've done it before. I can do it again. Yeah. I know for myself in real estate wise, I look back at some transactions I pulled off and I'm like, how the heck did I do that? I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know how. Uh, but yeah, I think that's, um, I think it's just, it, it comes down a lot to perspective. Yeah. I think at the end of the day. Especially in this business, like you said, when it looks like you're near the end and all of a sudden there's there's a surprise <laughs> and all of a sudden you're just looking at it going, are, are, is this really going to happen? Is this just going to disintegrate? And, and, and crumble mm-hmm. and uh and then 24 48 hours later no nope. solutions right yeah and find a way to make customers. it happen yeah <laughs> totally i like that yeah cool what is the saying calm seas don't make for great sailors <laughs> something right. along those lines yeah <laughs> i like that you want to like that cool uh, all right, awesome. Well, moving on to our next segment, we're going to do our interview with Rudy Ramirez. So um, like I mentioned earlier, Rudy is the office manager for the Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, uh, California Realty Office in Myrna Valley. And we know that a big thing with, you know, with a big thing is office culture, how you're making sure your your team is being, you know, your, your team is producing well, your agents are happy, the environment you're around. So kind of give us your two cents on like how it's been being an office manager and, and your kind of take on it. Yeah. Well, um, first of all, for uh, in that role, uh, one of the things that I've always enjoyed is uh, I love people interaction. And so I love uh, meeting new people, building relationships, uh, going as personal as anybody wants to go or not go. And, uh, and I'm gen- I, I mean, honestly, I'm interested in people. And people that are in my circle, I, I want to invest in them. And, and I hope to learn from them as well. But uh, so I, I feel like I'm kind of um, interesting in a way because I can be very business, but I can really be, I mean, I can, I believe it or not, I can actually have fun. <laughs> and uh, I'd rather be laughing than have a serious look on my face. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, so I just try to create an environment where we definitely, it's okay to have fun. It's okay to laugh. It's okay to, you know, be yourself. And, but uh, guess what? Let's also develop the skills and the disciplines to be a successful business person as well. So we're going to figure out a way to do both those things as we're working together. Gotcha. You know? And I think it's, I think that there's just a stigma that if you're a hard worker, you can't have fun. You can't enjoy <laughs> yourself. You just That's have to be the worst. Yeah. <laughs> you just have to drive yourself to the ground and be miserable. miserable exactly. But um, I find that when, when people just 
have this positivity in their head. Even even just it can it can even be before work, just driving to the office. If you're not in a kind of tying back to our last minute segment, if you're not in a positive environment, you're going to even dread the half hour drive to your workplace. Yeah, right. And that's not a good mindset to have to start the day. So yeah. it's it's super important to make sure that it's just everyone's you know, enjoying themselves. And it's not, I don't think it's a lot to ask for to enjoy yourself and right. and, and you can also produce in, in that regard. Yeah, it doesn't make you unprofessional to have fun. Totally. And I think it's really critical too, like when, if I'm here and agents walk in after I've arrived that to, to almost like a host in a way to make them feel glad that, they, that they're there at the office, to feel comfortable there and to, you know, for it to be a pleasant overall experience. So, um, so it's a regular part of the routine is coming in and working, not dreading it. You know? mm-hmm. What are what are your thoughts in regards to, uh, you know, from from more of a managerial perspective, the the work ethic you want to see from agents in the office? Yeah. Well, you know the people, so many experts and successful people have gone before us, and really there's so many roadmaps to success that it's like it's an incredible opportunity, but. Um, trying to help people with habits and discipline um, is not as easy as you might think. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> so, you know, so that coaching element um, and that positive, um, like, reinforcement to learn new habits, new disciplines, it just never ends, mm-hmm. you know. But I like the challenge, and I think if people can begin to actually change, I mean, that's like, it's awesome, you know, totally. to see it happen. Totally. I think it's so easy to, to kind of, let's say, like one of the big Brian Buffini things, uh, he's a real estate coach that we, we, we're big fans of, is that uh, you're, you already have your acre of diamonds, you just have yeah. to, you just have to dig for it. Yeah. Uh, it's not necessarily this, uh, you know, the quote unquote pot of gold isn't exactly something you have to search, you know, right. to the ends of the earth. Uh, you have it. It's run to your feet. Mm-hmm. You just right. have to cultivate it. Absolutely. And whether that be from your managerial perspective for your office or if it's from an agent's perspective for their own personal business and their client and their da- clients and database, I think it's um, it, it's there. Yeah. You just have to do it. Yeah. That's a great point. Well, <laughs> I've, I've often heard that you have everything you need to be successful. Yeah. You just have to cultivate it and yeah. work on the skill yeah. set. It was like, uh, I think you heard me refer to it one time before, but uh, I think I heard it from Jim Rohn when he was giving an illustration about uh, there being a treasure and, and, and it was in his back, in somebody's backyard and uh, all they had to do was go and dig it out and then the, the person responded with, well, well, do you know how expensive a shovel is? You know, like came up with an excuse yeah. not, to, oh, not to dig right there in his own backyard. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's how people are, right? It's, it's really, easy to find excuses. Wow. Yeah, when yeah. you put it that way, I'm embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Go get your shovel, Katie. Um, so in regards to, you know, Rudy, I know you're really involved in the community as well. Anything you can touch on? Really yeah. Like well, you know what? Uh, what's really interesting, um, and I probably have to give a lot of credit to uh, my wife on this part, but when we uh, had our first child, right? And so as a, as a mom, the first thing she did was get involved in PTA. And so then as we began to have more children and they got older, 
and we began to just get involved in activities just like anybody, a lot of other parents with their kids and sports and band and <laughs> stuff like that. Um, somehow, mostly through my wife Sandy's efforts, we found ourselves volunteering quite a bit in a lot of things. And so over the course of time, we, man, you just, you met so many people and you built, you know, you just got to know a, a lot of different organizations. Back to building um, relationships. Right? Yeah, you know, just, you know, constantly. So, so um, I'm, I live in Riverside and we're very, have been always very involved in the schools uh, for one. And, uh, and also um, like in uh, some other nonprofit organizations that we support. Um, there's basically about four and uh, between church activities and volunteering there we've always really been pretty busy doing outside things that are even uh, beyond work and beyond our family mm-hmm. and we've enjoyed every bit of it and I think that all of that stuff is really not just meeting people but has really added to our appreciation for a lot of different things mm-hmm. you know so we like to really if we, if we can step in, ship in, help where needed, and um, and we get you know just different invitations to different things, and if we can do it, we'll do it. Totally. So, but we try not to do sweat ourselves too too thin, mm-hmm. and pick the things that we feel most passionate about. Uh, but uh, one of the, uh, I guess if you were to put that all label that stuff, a lot of it has to do with just um, uh, family. You know, and developing family, and developing students, uh, a lot of a lot of stuff in that area. I think it, I think it's really easy to to just be critical of like your community and be like, oh, they don't have this or, or the school the school football team sucks or the PTA sucks or you know whatever whatever it may be. Yeah, yeah. And and I am a big believer of the the idea of be the change you want to see in oh, your your environment. Yeah, I you know what. Um, and I don't. I wouldn't want to like pick on private school. That's a choice, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. And uh, so my wife went to pub- private school. I went to public school. When we moved into our area, a lot of our friends were kind of like, "Are you going to let your kids go to that those schools mm-hmm. right there?" Mm-hmm. And we're like, "This is where we live." Yeah, you know. And so we did, and uh, and of course we got to know people in all those schools, and uh, and they did fantastic. And, uh, and because of the high school that my kids go to, the other kids maybe wouldn't, parents wouldn't send their kids to, my three kids who have sailed through college, and they're doing great. So we just trusted the, our area, but got involved in, totally. in those areas, you know. And uh, so I'm a, I'm a big fan of where you live, that community, you know, to really being a part of that. And um, so it's paid off so far. That's really uh, fantastic. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Do you, what, what would you say to a, a, whether it be a parent or whatever, whoever it may be that says, well, I'm busy. I don't have time. I don't have time to, to do the snack bar at the football game or, yeah. or I don't yeah. have time to uh, do the Bible study with my church. What, what would you say to someone yeah. like that? Yeah. Well, you know, I could very easily um, uh, be kind of too critical on you, you know, mm-hmm. but I, I get it. And so my appeal to you, to that person, is to start as small as they can. Mm-hmm. It's just this one little tiny step, mm-hmm. you know, because we need our, if it's student related, our students need all parents to become on board. Mm-hmm. And so I realize schedules and stuff like that and demands on time. But if you can just do this little part, 
you know, so being involved in football and band and all this stuff, you know, we'd have parents that would just uh, drop off concessions, mm-hmm. you know, and donate soda and chips. That's valuable. Totally. Because we sell that for a lot more <laughs> than it costs you to buy it, right? Totally. So, just a baby step, man. Just put your toe in the water type uh, perspective. Mm-hmm. Just get going, you know. So, there's the need, but then also what I'm going to discover by volunteering is I'm going to really gain some reward of some type, emotional something, mm-hmm. where I'm going to enjoy it. Totally. But I won't know it until I, until I try it. Yeah. I think it's important to feed your soul. Yeah. Yeah. And community does that. Definitely. I, I recently joined the Kiwanis Club of Redlands, and I used to be part of the Riverside Club, so I wanted to, you know, and I know Kiwanis is very community-driven, and I wanted to, you know, give back in that regard. Mm-hmm. Um, I like how the, the Redlands Club is super active. They do, a, they have a Christmas parade, they have a run-through Redlands, a bike race, pancake breakfast, things like that. Yeah. And uh, just being just kind of being in touch with the heartbeat of your community yeah. rather than just, you know, doing your nine to five every day and just complaining about, Oh, you know, there's trash on the floor. Why, and why isn't the city doing this or what? It's, I think it's important to, to be more with, like I said, just with the heartbeat of yeah. what's going on around you, your surroundings. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm always, Sometimes I don't like it when somebody tells me something about my community that I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, come on, man. I should know this. <laughs> totally. Totally. Cool. Uh, so moving on to our next segment, uh, we debuted it last week, and it was pretty fun with Darren and Dave. It was hilarious. Yeah, we, we, we asked. So the segment's called Explain Like I'm Five, and we ask our guests to explain a certain term related to their field. Like the, they were explaining it to a five-year-old, and the way I explained it to Darren and Dave last week was, Pretend you're at a, the park or a playground, and some little kids just runs. Five year old runs up to you, just pulls on your on your suit jacket, and it goes, "Hey, Mister." <laughs> um, and last week we it was uh, FHA loan, mm-hmm. so explain an FHA loan to a five year old. Right. So. Oh man, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't have that one. <laughs> yeah, yours is a little easier. Um, so, so Rudy, can you explain to the you know the five year old that I am <laughs> what uh, the term negotiation means? Yeah, well, you know, because I have had a big family. And I'm used to um, uh, having to explain a lot of things to my kids. I don't think negotiation has really been on the top of the list. But I can imagine uh, where my two youngest children, that's what they're very small, and even as teenagers, but let's say, let's say they're five. It's all putting them <laughs> Yeah, <on> teenagers, <laughs> but they're five. But I've had to have them uh, cooperate with each other for a mutual benefit. So I feel like negotiation is is basically coming to a mutual agreement where there's mutual uh, benefit and agreeable benefit to one another. So in in for, you know like Five for kids is for what's kids. mutual, Mister? Mutual. What is mutual? What's a mutual? What's agreement? So um, so Maddie. Uh, you know, I would say to my young, it was one of my daughters, I said, Maddie, so when Peyton asked you to use this item of yours and you agree, so therefore it would make sense that you would, uh, she would allow you to use her dress or shoes or whatever, you know, and so when you guys agree on that, agree on that idea, then you, basically that is negotiating. Oh. You're, you're, trading, <laughs> you're trading benefits uh, with one another. I liked it. Uh, so, um, 
Hopefully that's, you know. No, it's done. No, I like that. We'll have to bring in the five-year-old. We'll bring in the five. We should bring a five-year-old. That'll that be a lot. How do we find a five-year-old? Go, go to the store right there and just grab a five-year-old. I think that's called kidnapping, actually. <laughs> just drag them in here. We're going to cut this segment. <laughs> so cool. Um, anything else before we're kind of, we're nearing the end of the line here? Anything? Yeah. Um, Rudy, what is one thing not very many people know about you? Ooh, I like that. Um, you know. Well, I used to, I used to, uh, I think people that know me pretty good when I tell them I was a bartender for a long time, that kind of freaks them out. But I think almost anybody has worked in food industry, so it's not that big a deal anymore. But uh, one of the things that um, I really love, I, I really do love like music. Mm-hmm. And I love, um, I could listen to music if I was by myself, you know, and just different and I'm old, so I'm talking some old school music, right? But I just love it, man. And I could just like be like, you know, it could just take me places. Totally. And I just love it. And uh, I always wanted to be a back a long time ago, be, even be a DJ. Who doesn't? Why? Right? Because wow. I love music, and I love. The dream isn't over, Rudy. Yeah. Really. <laughs> so I love music for me, but I also love to see people having a good time with music. You know? Totally. So. Uh, Every once in a while, we get we go to a wedding where they actually do play good music. <laughs> oh boy! <That's> right. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean that's my thing. Actually, another thing that would probably surprise people is that I uh, I use you know like I can't do it, don't have the time for it, but I used to love to sketch. Okay. And uh, so I would love to sketch anything and just try to make that thing look as real as possible. And, Therapeutic. Uh, I really yeah. I just loved it, and uh, I I kind of wish I I. Could do that or had the time to do Rudy, that. Rudy, personal challenge. <laughs> I challenge you to sketch something this week. Okay. Right. I actually sketched my wife. Well, it was a picture because there's no way we're not going to stand still and, and do that. And it uh, years ago, and it came out pretty good. It wasn't bad. It mm-hmm. was pretty good. I don't know what happened to it, but but uh, I love art. I guess mm-hmm. that's uh, you know what I'm trying to say, but. Interesting or not interesting? I don't know. Well, I think, I think it's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> my, my best coloring is like from the, like coloring book from Dollar Tree with like Crayolas. Yeah. It's terrible. I'm pretty good at drawing, so <laughs> I can't relate. Sorry. Oh, I'll just be my pit of misery of unartistic ability. <laughs> On that note, so <laughs> so thank you for listening again. Uh, that, that was a good episode. I liked it. It was a yeah. really good interview. Rudy, I... I, when we started podcast, I knew Rudy would have to be a guest or yeah, yeah, he'd have to be a guest because I just love, he just talks with such like passion and I just love it. So I hope you guys enjoyed as much as I did. Totally. Cool. Thank you guys for listening. Episode six, you guys. Coming up next week. Coming up next soon. Just kidding. Next week. (laughs) We'll see you there. Cool. Thank you.